Yeah, where are you going? Chicago. Chicago? Chicago. You know you're in St. Louis? Yes, I do. Why don't you try the airlines? A lot faster, you get a free meal. If I wanted a joke, I'd follow you into the john and watch you take a leak. Now, are you gonna help me or are you gonna stand there like a slab of meat with mittens? <laughs> conversations that you guys minutes. all missed. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Fascinated with Films. What up? Yes, me and Justin were just catching up about uh, some uh, some Quentin Tarantino kind of news that I had heard on a podcast and we realized, hey, we should be pushing record for yeah. this type of shit. Uh, yeah, so if you, uh, anyone out there listening, if you listen to other podcasts, listen to Two uh, Bears, One Cave, the latest episode that Tom Segura has with Quentin Tarantino and he spills a lot of great stories. I guess he's got a new book out. Mm. Uh, that he's pimping, so he's going around to several uh, podcasts. And uh, yeah, he revealed great stories about he, how uh, he was casting Pulp Fiction and Bruce Willis had uh, come up to him and wanted to read the script because he was a huge um, Reservoir Dogs fan. He was like, I really want to play the Vincent character. And he's like, you know, I, I, I've got it cast for... Uh, I've already got it cast for what do you call it, uh, for Travolta. So maybe if you, there is another character that's perfect for you and it's that Butch character and yeah. everything. And so it was interesting to talk to him. He did the same thing with De Niro. De Niro really wanted to play the Max Cherry character in, in Jackie Brown. Mm. And he even told Quentin, sleep on it, man. Please think about it. I want to play him and everything. And then he came back and he's like, you know, I, I really can't. And he's like, all right, well, how about this other character? He's yeah. like, what, you were willing to do that? And he's like, well, I'm not going to tell you I was going to do that if, <laughs> I was, if I had a chance to yeah. play the other guy. <laughs> was it on this? Because I, I can't remember, but I heard this recently. Um, maybe it was on this podcast he was talking about it. Um, where he said that he always, maybe that's what the eight, um, eight episode series yeah, is yeah. about. Um, he said that, uh, who's the guy that cuts off the ear in Reservoir Dogs? Michael Bads. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he said that him and Vincent Vega are oh, yeah, brothers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's, yeah, Vic and Vince Vega. Yep. Um, I didn't realize that oh, yeah, until yeah. recently. That I, was a um, while ago, I think he had mentioned okay, that. Okay. Well, I, their names are like I that. recently yeah. saw, I've never put that together, yeah, yeah. but I recently saw at least the video where he's talking about mm -hmm. that. Dude, that would be a dope series. Yeah, even, Michael even Madsen though, wouldn't be able to well, do it Well, I don't anymore. think either of them would be able to do it, but yeah. whatever. It's Quentin Tarantino. He can find some other <laughs> actors to do it. You know? I think he's he is. It sounds like he's ready to retire. He, yeah. he sounds like he's ready just to write. He's got more money than God. And he, 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 and says he, he wants to go out on a high note. He says he doesn't want to be. If you look at a lot of those, with the exception of maybe Martin Scorsese, if you look at a lot of those old school directors, yeah. their stuff slips, man. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. Nothing against Spielberg, but like that new movie he's got out, I couldn't be any less interested in I didn't in even know he has a movie out. It's what called The it? Fablemans or something like that. And uh, it's basically a story about him. You know, the and, funny... and it sounds like so, it looks so pretentious to me. I was like, I'm going to do a biography about myself. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's kind of like when... Um what was it? Ready player one came out. Like, I don't know, man, there's something about Spielberg that there's certain movies that mm -hmm. just all of a sudden you're like, nah, whatever. And then it hits the theater and it doesn't do so great. Yeah. But then all of a sudden 
you get these trickling reports of, mm-hmm. did you see the new Spielberg movie? It's fucking amazing. Like, and now I'm just like, Ready Player oh. One's one of those ones that falls into that though. That it, it actually did turn out to be quite good. So, and I a also, lot of his other ones. Eh, I, don't I know. heard uh, Ready Player Two is in the works, like officially in the works. Well, um, I don't know who's doing it if it's not him. It's him. Is it him? Yeah, He's I'll double it? check it now. That um, sounds perfect for him to produce, but not direct. I don't know if it's called Ready Player One Two or Ready uh-huh. Player Two. Um, yeah, but I'll just check and see because I, I saw something about that. it within the last six months. But yeah, I like the idea that, and I'm sure it's what's Quentin's on Quentin's mind is he's like, you know, I've, and he came out recently saying he thinks Once Upon a Time in America was his, his best film that he ever did, and which I bet if that was ten, he would probably knock it off right now. But I think he is going to do one more. He doesn't know anything about it. He says I haven't. The idea hasn't even hit me yet. He's like, I'm enjoying doing my pod, and I just I'm I'm pimping out this book and everything. Because I'll get to it at some point. But I mean, he's turning sixty, and some directors direct until they're friggin' old and like, oh, yeah. decrepit. Yeah, and then some just drop off the face of the earth. Who John was... Carpenter. When's the last time you heard John Carpenter? He's still I, around. I heard there was something. Brian De Palma. All these guys. I heard Carpenter was producing something recently. He's been producing yeah. for sure. Uh, Quentin says he's absolutely not producing. Yeah. You know what was interesting about Quentin too is he also said uh, Tom had asked him, "Are there any?" like young filmmakers or films that are out right now that you are really impressed with. He says, nah, I'm not going to cheerlead anyone else. But yeah. me. <laughs> hey. He's like, he's um, like maybe down the line. He's like, there's a reason why in his podcast, he only does old ass movies right. on VHS and yeah. everything. Well, um, two things then. Number one, uh, Ready Player Two was the novel was dropped this year. Oh, okay. okay. Um, so, so that's we got that's, a couple more years. So that's what the news was on that I saw on that. The other thing is, is that I'd be really excited if he would maybe pimp a little Jordan Peele because you finally seen Nope. <laughs> yes, we'll get into that because I, I, I've got some... Uh, uh, Paul's movie I've nook. got the movie corner and everything, and uh, we'll go into that, but let's talk some Nope first. Oh, before that, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. This is, yeah, this is coming out on day. Thanksgiving. Uh, my girl, as when this drops, my girl will be down south visiting her family. I will be here either eating Chinese food or making Italian food because yeah. I'm, I'm ready to make a new spaghetti sauce. Oh, nice. So I'll be binging movies and uh, eating food like probably most people. Yeah. And on Thanksgiving night, my team actually plays, which never happens. The oh, Patriots nice. are never up uh, for a... Uh, Thanksgiving night kind of game. So turkey I'm bowl. super excited for that. Nice. Uh, turkey bowl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? Um, Thanksgiving. Uh, I will be over at my cousin's house and then we're going to, or first we're going to my girl's family's house. Then we're going to my cousin's house. Du- double Thanksgiving or is it triple Thanksgiving? It might be a triple. <laughs> but I, like I said earlier is we had plans to go to another buddy's house. Um, but then I realized on Friday I have to work in Tallahassee. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Sorry, Rand. Sorry. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving if you're listening, bud. We actually had Thanksgiving last night. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, I made a whole turkey last night and all the fixings. We yeah. ate it, so we are ready for hot turkey sandwiches. I, I had a client yesterday that came in, and she was having her Friendsgiving yesterday. Yeah. She was all stressed out about it. She you lost like, a client, too. Oh, yeah. yeah I Shout out to the Carpentaries. I yeah. hope you have a great time in uh, Tally. I think but she, then if you were in Tally doing I stuff. I think she's going to be my client on Friday, actually. Hells, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome when you can like uh, keep your clientele that yeah, way. Yeah, so. she's great, man. Yeah, she is great. So let's get back to Nope. So 
especially now that I've had time to think about it, mm-hmm. I, it almost is closer to my decent list than it is to my, really? my fantastic list. Okay. There's a lot of stuff to unpack with this movie. Yeah, there is. And, and we'll, we're going to talk a little bit more freely than if, you're, if you it's haven't been a seen. While. If, it's been a while. And if you and haven't seen Nope, you, you can just now. jump forward a couple minutes. Yeah. Because um, now I liked it, and I would still own it for sure. Yeah. There, there's so much going on there. Like, let, let's talk with the monkey. Uh, what mm-hmm. the fuck? Yeah. Why? Let's you see, don't need it. Which one was the monkey? The, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember now. The yeah. half hour subplot, basically, in this movie that they go back to three or four times. Yeah. They show the girl in the, uh, in the like, stands that was there. Yeah. Why do you need that at all? I don't know. I didn't mind it, though. <laughs> I, I, but there's got to be a purpose. I, I understand they want to develop characters. Uh, ca- uh, some character development for Stephen Yo, who yeah. gives a fuck first of all. Sure. Uh, now, as as far as like, so he's done three movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I absolutely loved Get Out. Get yeah. Out was fantastic. It was probably going to be his masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Uh, Us was really good. I really enjoyed Us. Uh, I I enjoyed the first part a lot more than the second part, just because it was some logistical problems with that fucking movie. Uh-huh. Like, wait, these guys are just going to be walking around whatever they're doing up there. They're walking around <laughs> down here. I said that's a little ridiculous. And then, nope. I, I enjoyed, like like I said, there's a lot of scenes I, I, I don't quite <laughs> understand the reasoning for them to be in there. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely love Daniel Kaluuya. I love uh, Kiki Palmer. Yeah. I think Kiki Palmer killed it in this. I like that they brought Michael Wincott back uh, to do that scene at the end. But there's just a lot of it. And I liked scene for scene what was going on there. Mm-hmm. But almost after the Stephen Yeo part, or... Uh, it just kind of got a little bit more ridiculous and ridiculous, and and they were it was kind of hanging on things like ribbon hanging from the fucking <laughs> from the horses and shit. Yeah, but that I was, was like awesome. that, that ribbon hanging from the horses is going to keep this thing from eating you. I was like, that's kind of ridiculous. Mm. It, almost everything from the Michael Wincott they brought out that camera so mm. they could do it. Yeah, but then they don't use it. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, what that the was, fuck? That was disappointing. I was <laughs> and, yeah, and then. He was just going to sacrifice himself to get the shot and everything. I'm like, come on, man. Uh, Uh, It it sounds like I don't like it. And I actually, I I, I do like it. But it was just, it's so far from fantastic. And tell me what your thoughts about it. Because I haven't heard other than the fact that you like it. Yeah. um, So, I mean, now... There is a twist in there, yeah, and I'm gonna say it real quick. Sure, you could say the twist. Uh, it wasn't that big of a twist, right? For but me. but at the same time, like it was, you had to make a decision whether you were gonna go with it or not. That part I didn't have a problem with. So when you found out that this thing was not an alien, it was more or less a being that has like lived. Well, on we thought Earth. it was a flying saucer, and what it is was the flying saucer was the alien. Right? Basically. Yeah. There you go. And um, yeah, it would suck people up and regurgitate them and spit stuff dude, out. I, I, mean, I like that concept. I like it. I think the it was scene great. where it was over the house and all yeah. those people were there was dope. Yeah. Like, and uh, with the blood down, I love the tech yeah. guy. I thought he was great. I love yeah. all the characters. Yeah. Man. All the characters were great. I just am wondering. <laughs> The, the monkey thing is so unbelievably not needed in that film. Yeah. That it seems like you could do so much other stuff in there without that. I mean... I, well, I think that was, like you said, just character backstory. 
you know, for a character that they did not even go in any further other than like one or two more scenes and then just kill him off. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. And they don't go into any more than of that girl without the face and everything. I thought that this should have been a major connect if you're going to put that scene in there with, with aliens yeah. or with with what's going well, on. So, I mean, it could just be like he's always wanted to tell this story because it's Monkey Paw Productions is the name of his thing. So, you know, the thing is, is the monkey's reaching its paw out like... Uh, yeah, I'm not going to say anything more than that. Yeah, you know? that, that part um, almost, that whole subplot almost ruined it for me just because it doesn't connect. It doesn't connect at all than this happened in this kid's life earlier. You know, yeah. that, that third of the, uh, or the fourth famous person or the fourth biggest character in the movie that yeah. something happened to him. Yeah. It, it's like them starting Pulp Fiction with the wolf doing something. Yeah. Like, the fucking wolf? Well, but I, you know, and, and I see exactly where you're coming from. The fact is, is I didn't mind it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I thought if it connected in some way, it would have been great. And maybe there's some deeper seated thing that I'm no, just not getting, is. but I don't think there <laughs> I don't is think either. There is. Um, I think it was something that this would be cool. <laughs> but I, I loved it when it transformed. Mm-hmm. into that like what I didn't the, like it as much when the look of it when it transformed more than what it was beforehand yeah. see I did I thought it was amazing yeah. but that was the point where I had to decide like A I don't know what the fuck is going on mm-hmm. here and B am I gonna go with this or am I not and yeah. I feel like it's that point right there in the movie where you kind of decide whether or not you, you liked it you see know? I kind of almost looked at that part as the fact that when they decided to kind of try to monetize it for themselves or make themselves famous off of it. That mm. I get because most people are not even going to be like, oh, we're going to be on Oprah and this is going to be famous. Yeah. I, that part I get. And even that was kind of a stretch that yeah. they would uh, just stay there in the house during an alien abduction, especially after knowing exactly what happens if they're just like kind of pushing these buttons. Now, I'll tell you what I thought was super fucking random mm-hmm. was the dude on the motorcycle. Yeah. Like that was that was just of- someone else to kill. I guess, but I mean, like, that was the most random thing to me in that movie. Like, dude just shows up. I think that's my problem. I think there was too much random, unconnecting things. And it it doesn't seem like it would be that hard to connect them in some way. Mm. Like, to open the movie with something that did not involve aliens or abduction or fear of that type of thing kind of happening. Yeah. it's strange to me. It's mm-hmm. strange to me. I th- I think that scene, if you took that scene as like a short story, mm-hmm. almost, yeah, like the thing with the monkey and everything, yeah. and then growing up and doing it just that part in like a Twilight Zone, I think that would work. Yeah. But connected with the rest of this movie, it just seems disjointed to me. Mm-hmm. But still good movie. I liked it. Still good movie. Like I said, I would own it. Yeah. I, uh, simply because of those actors and the way they did it and everything. Absolutely. Yeah, like and I was excited when he was going through the barn and the kids were playing the joke on him and wearing all the alien suits and mm-hmm. everything. I thought, I was like, oh, this is going to get good. I yeah. Said, There's aliens in the fucking barn and everything. Right. And it turned out to be a joke. And I was like, oh, come on. Yeah. Yeah, I was that was an that was an intense point was. in the movie though. And, and, I mean, and that's you were why I was there, like, oh, fuck. that's why I was kind of disappointed when it wasn't it because yeah. I was excited. I was like, oh my god, they look like he made them look like fucking uh, yeah. like the the blue uh, or the whatever, grays, the grays, yeah. and everything. And no, yeah, turned out no, but, yeah. But I certainly wouldn't avoid it, and like I said, I would definitely own it. Yeah, I really liked it. Yeah. Uh, okay, so movies I saw this week, and I saw I went down like a rabbit hole of some. Uh, 
some really great directors. Three of them made my fantastic list this week, and people have known they've been fantastic for the last 20, 30 years. I'm just late to the game on a couple of them. Right. Uh, one of my favorite directors of all time is Brian De Palma, and there's still a couple of his movies I hadn't seen. Mm-hmm. And so I went back and I watched Sisters, which made my really good list, and then I watched Obsession, which made my fantastic list. Hmm. The Obsession movie was really great. Really, really, really good. So definitely check that out. Uh, the In-Laws, I can't believe I had never seen this movie. This is uh, what's our guy from uh, I feel like I've seen that it's an old school 1978 it's got Peter (laughs) never mind it's got Peter (laughs) I'm obsessed with the 70s and the more I watch them the more I think it is one of the best decades for films Uh, such great stuff coming out so it's Alan Arkin and Peter Fonda and it has a very Father of the Bride theme mm-hmm. to it. There's almost a couple scenes that seem like the Father of the Bride movie kind of stole it from them. But what's going on is Peter Falk works for the CIA, and Alan Arkin is this mild-mannered dentist, and they're, uh, one of their daughters is marrying the other one's son. So they're about to become in-laws together. And uh, Peter Falk gets Alan Arkin wrapped up in this conspiracy uh, kind of whole situation where he needs his help and they go overseas uh, all like two days before the wedding and they got to get back to the wedding in time but he's getting uh, he gets Alan Arkin almost killed like three times and it's a really funny comedy really really good uh, one of the best from the 70s from all I can tell and I, I had never seen it I love Alan Arkin uh, uh, watch it dude uh, the in-laws so fucking funny great movie his line delivery is just great uh, and he's so good in this movie too he's very young he's right after Catch-22 and him and Peter Falk just uh banter I think, back and forth. I think one of my favorite roles of his is playing the captain in uh, So I Married an Axe Murderer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. He's yeah. really good in that. Either that or uh, Little Miss Sunshine. I love him in Little as Miss Sunshine. The, as the grandfather. I love him in Wait Until Dark and, and Catch-22. I might even like him in The In-Laws the most. You definitely got to check out The huh. In-Laws. I'm not sure. I'll have to find out where you can find that. Uh, but I just bought the criterion for it. Uh, I've been going down a John Cassavetes kind of uh, rabbit hole lately and he's kind of a tough You've probably seen him in many movies, but maybe not seen uh, because you're not as versed in the 70s and earlier films. Uh, He was a big director, but he also did a lot of acting. He was in The Dirty Dozen. He was in Rosemary's Baby, plays Rosemary's uh, husband in it. He was Mm. in The Fury. Uh, A lot of great stuff. He's kind of this rugged, drinking, smoking type dudes who did a lot of really crazy art films and uh, long ones, like two and a half hour long art films. And A lot of of them are starring his wife and... uh, uh, Peter Falk is, was a great friend to him, and he was—he's always looked at as one of the best kind of indie directors. Uh, he's got like box sets out of his stuff. People are obsessed with John Cassavetes, and I was like, "Well, I love him as an actor. I should be watching more of his stuff that he's directed." I watched two of them. I watched uh, one was called. Uh, it only made my decent list. It was calling The Killing of a Chinese Bookie, and it starred Ben Gazzara, who is the bad guy from Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Uh, uh, and he was yeah. really good in it. Uh, but it, it was decent. You know, the, his movies are really slow and everything, but I watched a fantastic one. I watched half of it last night and half of it this morning. It's called A Woman Under the Influence from 1974. Starred his wife. Do you remember the movie Skeleton Key with Kate Hudson? I always get Skeleton Key and the other Louisiana. Yeah. This is the one where the uh, the 
uh, Kate Hudson's going in there to take care of John Hurt and his crazy wife who's kind of demanding and everything. And Peter Skarsgård's in it, and uh, there's something happening in the attic, and she's got to use the key to get into it. Okay, there's a yeah. lot of voodoo-type stuff in it. Right, yeah. Uh, she plays the old woman in that, and apparently she had been married to Cassavetes for like 35 years, uh, had three kids with him, and started almost all his movies. Really? So I'm like, why is this woman in all our movies? Well, this movie is about a woman with like bipolar. Uh, really, uh, if you have... Uh, mental illness in your family or yourself have it, it might be a difficult watch because she she was nominated for an Oscar for it. I can't believe she didn't win it. She was outlandish for two and a half hours. Wow. And I had done a lot of the trivia on it and apparently uh, Cassavetes originally did it as a play and his wife begged him, don't do it as a play. I can't put myself through that every night because she puts in a performance like I've never oh, seen. Oh, I bet, yeah. Intense and just off the wall kind of craziness in it and it doesn't let up and this and they have to send her away to get shock treatment and she comes back and she's exactly the same and this is the time period where people didn't realize hey there's meds for this right you know and it it, that's what's sad about it you're watching her go through this and it was like kind of like how margot kidder had spent half her life dealing with it not realizing i could take a couple pills and be fine yeah and uh it was a fantastic film uh, I think that was about yeah. Other than that, I watched uh, I watched a Christmas story Christmas. Oh, nice! How yeah, was that? it? Was good. You know, yeah. it made it to my decent list because it's it, it is really made for like ten year olds in a fa- it's a very family movie. Yeah, and there's a lot of great callbacks in it, and he's in it, and all of his friends in it. The kid from the toy is like ballooned up nicely. Oh, nice! And he he looks like this kind of like big kind of Boston. Uh, he's the bartender in town. Ralphie has to come back to town uh, because the dad just died. Oh, okay. And his mother's played by Julie Harkety. Uh, who really? does a fantastic job. The original mom's alive, but she's like 92. Yeah. And this is supposed to be in the 70s. It's only supposed to be like 20 years later. Uh-huh. So it's like 1973 instead of 1953. Right, yeah. And so he comes back into town. The kid who plays the... Uh, the bully? Uh, well, he was in it. He played the sheriff in oh, town. Really? So he was great, and he looked great. His other friend, you know, the one who uh, got his... Uh, got He blamed for saying the swear... Uh, yeah, not yeah, the, yeah. Kid the kid that stuck his tongue, but oh the, yeah, the other kid yeah. uh, who wore the long kind of hat in the movie. He was hilarious in this movie. Really, man. he looked exactly the same. So it was some fun stuff in it. I, I really enjoyed it. I saw something the other day that, I, and I'm pretty sure it was the kid who played the bully, or else it was like the little bully. One of them. He was in it too. Was he? Yep. Um, one of them is currently in the process of trying to buy the house. Um, yeah, I think it's movie. the 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 redheaded kid, the the, the older bully. bully. Yeah, yeah, with the with the yellow eyes. Yeah, yeah, with the yellow yeah, eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was great in this. I was waiting for him to show up, and he didn't show up until towards the end. That was oh, like, really? yeah. So it was definitely worth checking out. Everyone should definitely see it. It's a good Christmas movie for the family if you're watching it. Is it? Yeah, uh, is it? Yeah, okay, it's good. Cool. It's perfect for the family. There's nothing in there, and uh, anyone could watch. It. You could tell oh, that was the only thing. Fuck. That was the only thing that <laughs> took. Yeah. <laughs> That's not my version. Uh, <laughs> uh the only thing that took him out of me is is it a little too kind of kitschy and kind of family friendly yeah, for me, yeah, which is yeah. fine. That's kind of what you want with it. Right. Uh, but if I was ten, I would absolutely love it. And especially, it's a good pairing with the other one, you know, because you get to see Ralphie again and he looked the same. Uh, nothing made my dog shake list. So happy Thanksgiving. Well, that, <laughs> <laughs> That's something to be thankful for. Yeah. But today we've got some exciting movies to talk about. One is a Thanksgiving movie, yeah. and then yours is not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you tell us what your pick is? Uh, mine is Confidence. What year was this? I'm looking that up right now. I'm now, just about to pull it Now, believe up. it or not, 
I have not even seen this movie. I might have heard you mention the name once or twice before. I've I think never, I've brought it up one yeah, time. I've never seen the trailer for it, and I, I purposely didn't watch the trailer. I was like, I want to hear Justin. I, I want this to be like an education from Justin of what this movie is and what uh, what it's about and all the ins and outs about it. So 2003. I'm, so I'm excited. 2003. Who directed it? Uh, was just, it Soddenberg? It kind of makes me think uh, that see. it was like James a, Foley. Oh, James Foley. James mm-hmm. Foley's great, man. James Foley, I think think is the same guy that did at close range let me check real quick on my because i have a uh i will have to compare and contrast our uh our 100 best films he did reckless at close range who's that girl after dark my sweet glengarry yeah. glen ross oh, see two bits the chamber fear the corrupter confidence perfect stranger 50 shades darker so this guy 50 made shades some- freed this guy made some good flicks, man. I, I uh, like I said, we're gonna have to compare our top 100 one days. But I, I made a top 250. Oh shit! And uh, and I actually separated uh, at the bottom of my 250. I actually put the directors and how many from that director and what movies are on there. Mm-hmm. So it, it kind of helped me make the list. And I realized anybody over two films that are on my list, I kind of I made note of. And James Foley was one of them. Oh and, really? Uh, two of my favorite uh, movies of all time. Uh, 250 at least, was at close range in Glengarry Glen Ross. So oh, I'm excited that nice. those made the list. Now on mine, I'm going to do the Thanksgiving classic, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. That's so great. In, in honor of a uh, the 4K release that's coming out and obviously Thanksgiving, They've... I've heard different stuff about this. The good thing about that 4K release that's coming out is there's an hour of unseen footage. Really? They, uh, a long time ago, John Hughes says there's a three-hour cut. And we never got to see it. Interesting. So with the extra hour of footage, I don't think it's connected to the movie. I think you just have to go in there and watch the yeah. clips from it. But you get to see more Steve Martin and uh, yeah. John Candy. So that's great. What I do hear about it is that the transfer is god awful, god awful. They, really? They oversaturated things, and it doesn't look good at all. So uh-huh. I'm glad I still have my Blu-ray. Yeah. <laughs> but I would buy it just for those extra features. So. Yeah. Yeah. But before we get into that, let's go back to confidence. Yeah, absolutely, dude. I want to feel. Some serious confidence that this movie is going to be good. <laughs> All right, so let's start off with the cast. So I hear uh, it's a good cast. It's a really good cast. Yeah. Um, Dustin Hoffman, uh, Edward Burns, Rachel Wise, Andy Garcia, Paul Giamatti, Morris Chestnut, um, Brian Van Holt, uh, Tony uh, Debo. He's <laughs> Debo. always going to be Debo. I'm never <laughs> yeah, gonna it's call easier. Him. Um, let's see. And then Louis Guzman. Oh, nice. And, uh, this one dude, his name is Frankie G. Um, but he's actually kind of a major character. I know Um, Frankie G. Do you? I know that. Um, and I'm missing somebody and it's Louis, uh, Louis Guzman's partner. Uh, is it Donnell Logue? The guy from Blade that gets his hand cut off over and over again. He was in... Um, oh, Donald Logan. I love Donald Logan. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. so he and Louis Guzman are cops. So... Um, he was in... Uh, he was really good in uh, the uh, Go- uh, Gotham TV show. Oh, really? Yeah, he plays Bullock in it. It's really gotcha. good. Gotcha. Um, so this is a heist slash con movie. Um, and 2003, it was one of the better ones at that time that I had like been introduced to. Um and so uh, Edward Burns plays Jake. Paul Giamatto plays Gordo. Um, I love that name. I love how all Paul Giamatti are, plays. Yeah. Him? yeah. Okay. Um, and I think this may be the first thing I ever saw Paul Giamatti in. Really? You didn't um, see Private Parts before this? 
I don't think I did. Really? I don't think I saw Private Parts until wow. I was like 25. 2003 is pretty early, but I know I've seen him a lot. He was in the Truman Show. Uh, Truman Show, maybe. Uh, he was also in Donnie Brasco. Didn't see that till later either. Didn't see it till later. Yeah. Um, so the the everyone's got to discover him late. That's I know, fine right? with me. Uh, the gang is basically it's Jake and Gordo, and then Rachel Wise, um, and then uh, Rachel Vice. Vice, excuse me. V, yeah. yeah. Um, Married to Daniel Craig and Brian Van Holt. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, and then Louis Lombardi. Do you know who he is? Louis Lombardi. He's got a very familiar face. You would know him where there where my thumb is. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He's been in a lot of gangster films. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, got yeah. a very distinct kind of voice. Oh, yeah. Um so in the very beginning, they they're pulling a, a job, yeah. you know. Um and everything goes right and they explain like You're in, a big con man, maybe. That's like one of your favorite genres, isn't it? With like Digstown and yeah, uh, I, I, uh, I what was the other one, the magician one that was the one that you now you see me. Now you see me. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, it's yeah. gotta be I, one of your favorite favorite subgenres. I used to be a slick motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so it's more of a what could have been yeah, if I was actually know. next level. So one thing Why I, didn't I meet a mentor yeah, that could teach um, me everything? So one thing like lucky number 11, you know, yeah. um one thing I love most about like con movies yeah. Particularly con movies is whenever they use terms like, you know, the pickleback ricks, yeah, yeah, which yeah. nobody knows what that means. And like, I just made up on the spot, yeah. but it sounds like something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Have like, you seen The Sting? Uh, the original Sting is probably the best I, con movie ever made. Really? Oh yeah. I, I Paul Newman and uh, Robert Redford. I've man. heard of it. Yeah. yeah, but, yeah. Um, I think the first one I ever we saw. We got to get you out of the nineties. <laughs> Good luck. You. Good luck. Um, we need to get the, you pre eighties. There are so many great films you'd like pre eighties. I think the first one I ever saw was Sleepers. Yeah, that was a really good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was, and technically not a con movie, but it had a big. It, it kind of was, but it wasn't really. Yeah, it's one of my mom's favorite movies. Is it, it's a good sleepers. one. Is it dark? It's dark. Yeah, that yeah, sleepers. Man. It's good. Kevin Bacon. Um, <laughs> Kevin Bacon's made a handful of films. You're like, Ugh. yeah. <laughs> I'll watch that, and I'll watch The Woodsman right afterwards. Yeah, then I'm just gonna go watch Tremors. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah finish um, it with Tremors for sure. So, they do a con on this guy, and basically. They make it seem as though, like, the deal's gone bad mm -hmm. and somebody gets killed. And, you know, the guy has a choice. You can stay here and find out what happens and we can all fucking die. Or you can get the hell out of here, you know. And so eventually they get him to get the fuck out of there because um, the two cops, Luis Guzman and uh, his partner, Daniel Logue, um, show up, you know. And mm -hmm. he's like... The, the guy who they're conning or whatever, um, who's in a couple other things. Let me see if I can find him because he's just notable. Um, yeah, James Foley's a pretty big director, so it's great that he could pull all these superstars. Oh, together, I can right? I can just tell you, it's the it's the same guy that flips out in uh, Aliens and uh, Oh yeah 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 Seven. Oh, he's awesome. I, I'm uh, almost damn, what the hell is his name? I'm I know. Leland, uh, it's him. Leland something. Yeah, because he just keeps going. I can't fucking be here. Yeah. I can't fucking be no here. No one does like, that better than him. Very bad things. Yeah yeah. He, he, was great he does that. that flip mm -hmm. out. You know him. What the fuck is inside me? Yeah, <laughs> him and then I um, fucked her. I fucked her. Yeah yeah. No one's better at repeating lines than him. <laughs> yeah, and then the girl that's in Alien as well mm -hmm. is like, oh, God. Like, she's oh, yeah, terrible she's... at freaking out, oh, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's not in the movie, just, you know, reference. Um, <laughs> so the two cops show up, scare the, you know, the oh, shit guy, yeah. and he gets out of there. And boom, they've successfully done their con. Their con. These are two real cops. They get their cut, you know, and everybody. It's great, man. Cons are, I mean, I... 
Dave's Dave's a good uh, kind of barometer of this. Dave hates when people are like uh, like innocent people are conned out of shit. Oh yeah. Now, are they doing it to like bad people, or are they doing it to like decent folks? So that's the thing is, or do they not care? <laughs> I, well, I think they probably I think they probably have a moral compass, yeah. you know, but it doesn't really register. That's much. the only difference I think between con movies here. Are they do they care about little old lady? Yeah, with who the, are they going who put their after? savings yeah. together or? Do they just go after the mob? So the money that they conned this guy from belonged to Dustin Hoffman, who's... I hate when that happens. He plays a mob boss in this? Oh, yeah. He's wow. he's the king. Yeah. Like, that's How what... is he in this? Is he good? He's good, dude. He's never... It's just... one of those things you got to get... I, maybe now that he's older, he can play that role. Thinking him playing it when he was younger is so kind of ridiculous. The... But... Oh, yeah. yeah. Um. So the thing is, though, is he's never like overly violent or trying to be a badass. Mm-hmm. He's just like very direct and just kind of like jittery because he has ADHD. And so he's always like chewing gum and he's just very, you know, all the time. I can see him doing that. And he even (laughs) says at one point, because he takes a pill and he says to Jake, he's like, I I take it. We'll keep this confidential between us. You know, he's like, yeah, absolutely. And then a little later on, they're kind of talking back and forth to each other. And he's like, why don't you get your ADHD under check? You Mm -hmm. know? And he's like, Oh, you said we were going to leave that in confidence. He's like, so that says something about you, you know? And uh, it's the name of the movie, motherfucker. I know, right? <laughs> um, and so he kind of looks at him and he says, you know, because this is the thing. If I don't take this medication, you know, I tend to go kind of crazy and mm-hmm. I do things. And, and the whole time he's telling him that he's like slapping him on the forehead and grabbing him by the face, yeah. you know, and do like, we see him ever go like uh, next level. No, no, no. But he's Damn, got that's a shame. I know. Um, but he's got Debo and he's got that guy. Uh, uh, the Frankie, big guy. Yeah. Frankie G. Um, who plays lupus? And I'm sorry, isn't that a disease? Yeah, it's uh, lupus. Is yeah, it's a uh, it's a skin it, kind of thing. It's like an autoimmune thing. Yeah, yeah. It's an autoimmune um, thing, yeah. But his name is lupus. So I I just find that interesting. <laughs> um, oh, here's that guy. It's uh, Leland Orser. Yeah, Leland Orser. That's him. Yep. Um, He's awesome. And so they. Okay, so they've stolen the money from this dude unknowingly. They've stolen it from mm-hmm. Dustin Hoffman. Big Al, the guy who was in all the mob movies, mm-hmm. Louis Lombardi, ends up getting shot in the head. Um, they come to his apartment. He's got a bullet hole. He's like eating dinner and he's dead. Um, so they know that like somebody's after them and they kind of fuck. He up. knows that it's a crew and that was just the first takedown. Well, he they know that somehow they fucked up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like um, they stole money from the wrong person yeah. and they figure out. And who they it, know who. They, they figure are. out who it is, yeah. you know, um, and you're going to steal money from people and make sure they can't trace it back. To right. You. And so Jake decides like, okay, I've got to have a meeting with the King. You know what I mean? We're going to get this all square. They've already killed yeah. one of we'll us. Give the money back. This, yeah. this has been done a lot in different movies, but obviously the, what happens after the money is stolen usually kind of branches off. Right. Um, so he goes there, he meets with Dustin Hoffman. It's a pretty cool fucking scene. Yeah. Um, it's a good introduction to his character. Uh, he's an asshole. He's, he's a fucking asshole, yeah. but he's respectful, but he's a fucking asshole. <laughs> um, and, they decide this is how we're going to fix it. You're going to run a grift for me mm-hmm. and you're going to give me back my money and we'll be squared away. Cause I believe you that you didn't know you were stealing from me, you know? And so like, but you still got to make it right. Right. You got to make it right. And I'm choosing the mark, yep. you know? And so I forget the, the Mark's name, um, Morgan price in the movie. Um, who's like this scumbag, like big wig business guy that like, 
funnels money and launders for like low level criminals and court, you know, corporate like bullshit, you know? Um, so the, the, the con basically becomes, they're going to steal $5 million. Cause back in 2003, that was still like a holy shit. Amount, you know? <laughs> now $5 million. One people, million dollars. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> I, 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 you know, cause I rewatched this and I'm like $5 million. Wow. That's kind of a, Oh, Robert Forster played Morgan Price. Oh yeah. From Jackie yeah, yeah. Brown. Okay. Yeah. Oh shit. He'll make me go to see it alone. It, it's yeah, good. He's really um, good. And so basically they do like a lending scheme and, uh, who's the guy from, uh, John Carroll Lynch, John Carroll Lynch. Yeah. 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 I he's, love John Carroll Lynch. He's one of their ways in and they have to kind of yeah, like, this movie does star. Everybody. I'm telling you, God, dude. that's where and, their money went. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he, they have to kind of like con him into believing that they're like a legitimate crew that want to do a startup business yeah. and they have all this profitability and potential like in order to get this you know fake loan and everything so um he's like that access point yeah. and dude I, I mean i can keep going you know what i mean it's crazy it sounds really good it's how it's they really kind of good. interweave everything in there so i have to say um also andy garcia is in this movie yeah and he basically he's in a lot of con movies. Well, yeah, I know. He, uh, Ocean's uh, Eleven. Yeah, exactly. You know? um, but he basically throws a monkey wrench in their plan mm-hmm. um, because they were pulling a, a grift down in like Tampa. Yeah. And he basically was like right about to catch them, and they like got away with it. Mm-hmm. Well, he shows up and uh, recognizes them. And- well, he he finds out where they are. And your first introduction to him is he's video recording um, the two cops, Luis Guzman and the other guy. Um, Yeah. Um, And they're basically about to bust a heroin dealer and take his heroin and sell it. So So they're dirty cops. So he, yeah. Yeah. So he records them, you know, and then meets them and says, Hey, by the way, I'm agent Gunter. Um, You guys want to tell me what you think about this? You know? (laughs) And he shows them the video and he knows that they're dirty and they work with Jake and he's trying to get at Jake. Yeah. So like blackmail. <laughs> yeah. So he kind of flips the tide on them and dude, there's three or four or five like misdirections. I mean, that, that really on. is what kind of makes a good con movie. The misdirections because the audience, especially in 2003 can figure a lot of yeah. shit out. Like yeah. they couldn't. And like, I'm sure if you watch the sting, even though the sting has some stuff in it that you're like, Holy shit. I, I can't, didn't see that coming. Right. Because you're expecting one or two. You're not expecting eight. Yeah. And, and when they throw all those things at you yeah. in a perfect way, then, then it is masterfully done. It's yeah. really good. And, and it again, has a good ending. You're satisfied once the ending happens. I think it is. Yeah. All right. I'll um, definitely check this out. Yeah. I, I, I won't say anything about the end. It sounds like, I mean, they, it's a they fun put movie. some good actors in it. The director obviously is very capable. I, I, I love at close range. Have you seen at close range? That's the old school movie. With, I remember uh, hearing about it. Yeah. With Christopher Walken and Sean Penn. Ah, uh, do mm-hmm. you, a favor watch that uh tons of like great character actors so he's used to working with a huge casts like glengarry glenn ross is like al pacino That's, jack uh, levin coffees, coffees for closers yeah, like right? coffees for closers okay, yeah. that movie starred like eight of the biggest actors uh of that time yeah and not every director can kind of swing that you know there's a lot of egos on on a Set this big, yeah. Edward um, Burns too is in this, and he, he kind of fell off the face of the earth too. I think he went on to do a lot of indie films, yeah, and, and direct his own. Yeah, stuff he did too. a few things around that time, yeah, and yeah. then just kind of fifteen whoop. minutes wasn't he in that, or what was the other one? I don't know. That? Yeah, he he had done a bunch of movies, at but that time. I have to say, like you know, and and discovering Paul Giamatti late. Whenever yeah. I discovered him, 
this was the movie that like. So that's what you think of. Yeah, I mean, because he wasn't the main character at all. But like, he'll always be pig vomit. Yeah, (laughs) but he, I don't know. He was the most kind of memorable character of the movie. Like just the way he played his role. He's great. Is he? Is he in the whole movie, or does he come in and just? Oh yeah, no. He's he's in the whole movie. Um, I mean, of course, there's scenes without him, but he's a major player in their group. Um, who is the main actor in this movie? Edward Burns. Edward Burns is the main one. Okay. Um, he's capable enough to throw that. Up. He does. He's he does. Good. He does well. Oh, he was in Band of Brothers, right? Uh, was it Band of Brothers? He was in. It was a World War Two movie. I remember that or yeah, show. Maybe. He, he's not, not. I wish I could pinpoint the brothers. McMullen, I think, was one of his big movies, and he might have directed that movie too. Yeah, look him up and see what that. Saving Private. Saving Ryan. Private. That's, Ryan. What it was. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's um, big in that. She's the one. The brothers McMullen. Yeah, brothers uh, McMullen was his big one because I think he directed it too, and it was a very personal movie for him. Twenty Seven Dresses, Life, or something like yeah, it. Paul Giamatti, man, he he really is the type of guy that can that can elevate your movie to the next level. Yeah. You definitely got to check out that Morgan, that movie about, I uh, was, it was listening very, to talk about it on the, yeah, it's very ex machina type thing with Anna Taylor joy. Yeah. He comes in that movie for about 15 minutes and nails it, especially yeah. when you can get him getting angry yeah. in movies. It's like so much better. And that's what I was about to say. He gets angry and he gets nervous under pressure oh, so, so well. He's so good. Man. And I love he has this one kind of look that I've noticed is in like almost every movie and it's him usually sitting down and looking upwards. Oh yeah. And he gets that kind of wrinkle on the forehead and the shot is always down on him (laughs) and the way that he play and his eyes get red and like, he just, he gets trembly and like, he's nervous. That's why I I think you rewatch, I don't know how long it's been since you've seen private parts, but since you've watched so many Giamatti, you should go back and watch private parts. He is so, when he gets angry at Howard, he goes, you goddamn motherfucker. Yeah. (laughs) He gets so boiling. Yeah. And I don't know if you've ever watched the credit sequence at the end Maybe. of uh, Private Parts, but it's just him on the street saying, I had it all. Then that motherfucker came in and he ruined it all, and he's screaming at like himself on the street. And yeah. it's so wild. I love him and everything. Have yeah, you no, ever, he's fantastic. Have you ever seen uh, Cold Souls with him? You've probably no. heard me talk about it before. But that's the... It has a very being John Malkovich vibe to it where it's like, what is this movie about? Right. And it's Paul Giamatti playing Paul Giamatti. Mm-hmm. And he's very stressed as an actor. And he goes to a company to have his soul removed. Yeah. And they're going to put it in cold storage because they, the people who are in charge of the whole thing says, you're so lifted without your soul. Yeah. You can just go around and do things and you're not bothered by everything. And he was like, well, maybe that's what I need. So he yeah. goes and he gets his soul removed from his And they from lose his body. it or they give it to somebody else. They, they sell it to a uh, person in Russia who thinks they're getting Pacino. Yeah. <laughs> but Giamatti has to travel to Russia to find his soul. That's crazy. Because he, he doesn't feel right. Things don't taste right. He can't make love to his wife. Yeah. He's, he's like, I, I didn't realize how much... I was connected with my soul. I needed it back. And they were like, they're supposed to keep it there for you. But yeah. they're like, oh, we had something happen. Dr- David Strathairn plays like the uh, the guy who's uh, gets his soul removed for him and everything. Yeah. It's such a weird, wacky movie. You're like, who pitched this to him? Yeah. You know, and it, it's definitely worth If you're a Giamatti fan, and uh, I mean, who's not? If yeah, you're a, if he's you're a big movie fan, uh, he, he's really good. There's another con movie that he's in. Um Shit, he makes somebody go and retrieve something for him, and they do like a rooftop scene. Damn, yeah, Um, what is... He's like having lunch, and the person brings him what he needs, and then he's like a fed. 
Let me see if I can look oh, up some man. of Giamatti's stuff. Yeah, here. I just I I, uh, I surely have to just see if I look, can find that. Look up his, while we're uh, still on him here. Hey, everyone wants um, to hear some uh, Giamatti. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, shoot! Straight out of Compton. God, he was great. I in loved that, him dude. in Straight Out of Compton. Man, was that was one of those movies. So if we're starting like Jim, he was in Singles, that '90s movie, just listed as Kissing Man. Wow, <laughs> that's interesting. Uh, Sabrina. Oh, The Hangover Part Two. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, I don't think I ever. I must have seen it once. Yeah, he re, his career really started with Donnie Brasco. Then Private Parts came out. My Best Friend's Wedding, The Truman Show, Doctor Doolittle, Saving Private Ryan. He had that small uh, scene in that movie. Uh, then Man on the Moon, Big Mama's House, uh, Planet of the Apes, Big Fat Liar, American Splendor. Then Confidence. Oh, so he hit right after Confidence with most people because Sideways t- came out. Right yeah. Afterwards. Okay. I was gonna say I'm telling you, Confidence was a booster for him. Yeah. Well, know? Sideways was next level because he got nominated for that. <laughs> Everyone knows him from sideways. Speaking of booster, so I have to. I promise we can move on from this movie. No, that's fine. There. So one thing that Al Pacino, uh, or not Al Pacino, uh, Dustin Hoffman, um, is constantly doing to Jake is calling him like Junior and Booster and Shooter and all of these things, you know. And at one point in the movie, um, you know, Jake says to him, he says, "All right, look." You know, you're going to stop with this booster junior shooter <laughs> shit. You know, and he's like, call me my name. My name is Jake, you know, yeah. and like and then right after that, he's like, whatever you say, Rocket. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, just, yeah, just yeah. keeps on going with it. And I think this is where I picked up like calling people chief and boss and all that. <laughs> like, I think this is where I picked it up, you That's know, hilarious. because I love just the the way that he comes back at him and just keeps doing it. Like, I'll definitely have to check. It's, this it's a great movie. It, it, it's a great movie in 2003. Like you yeah. said, there's been so many heist oh, just to and con see that, movies uh, and all that stuff. They have. but There if, are giveaways in the movie if yeah. you know what to look for. Yeah. You know, um, I try not to go into movies like that. I know a lot of people are. They were like, I'm going to figure this motherfucker out. Yeah. And they sit down and they look at it like, some, like a puzzle. Yeah. I'd rather not even think about it. Yeah. And then watch it. The second viewing is almost, with these types of movies, the second viewing is almost it's fun. better. Because yeah. you, you're watching it and you you're see like, it oh, coming I from see a mile it. Away. I see that yeah. one little thing they did. So yeah, I'm, uh, I'll definitely put this on my list of ones to check out uh and i think it's on hbo max that's where i, I think i had it. looked yeah. at it and mm-hmm. i was like i should watch it and i was like man maybe i'll hold off and i'll let justin talk about it first and kind of build me up to it uh so i'm glad i did yeah i'll definitely check it out so my movie one of the best comedies of all time and is not like it wasn't a big it's not like we have a lot of thanksgiving movies to kind of uh be like a regular uh on thanksgiving but this is definitely in everyone's rotation now and that to the much uh, as much as I've seen recently that they're going to be playing it like three times in a row this year or stuff. Yeah, it's no, gonna get it's getting a Christmas huge story. boost this year. Like it's going to become yeah. the Thanksgiving tradition movie. Yeah, it really is. I don't is. know if it's, you've noticed, but it's been everywhere. It has been everywhere. And yeah. I, I decided to watch it earlier in the week. Uh, I saw that it was on TV and I'm like, I'm not going to watch it edited on TV. I own this movie. Yeah. Weird enough, rated R. Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah. And it's only because of that one scene. If you could Did you take, say the name of uh, it? Place Trace on Sorry, <laughs> I said it earlier in the pod, so I figured everyone knew what I was talking about. So yeah, 1988, John Hughes, epic, uh, Planes, Trains, Automobiles, Steve Martin, Mar- uh, Steve Martin, and uh, John Candy. Uh, everyone knows it. Everyone loves it. John Candy's making a huge resurgence right now. Well, Colin Hanks, mm-hmm. uh, Tom Hanks' son, mm-hmm. and Ryan Reynolds are doing the documentary about him. Interesting. And it's like a two-hour documentary all about John Candy. Obviously, Colin Hanks knew him as a kid because yeah. he was friends with his dad and everything. So I, 
no two people can be more involved with it. Ryan Reynolds is from Canada. Yeah. John Candy's obviously like a Canada so, icon. Uncle Buck and planes, trains, and automobiles have been getting like a huge boost on hmm. like social media. Well, I haven't over heard the, the last... Uncle Buck thing, but definitely oh, the planes, trains. Over the last like month and a half, huh. I've seen both of those it's randomly, cool. just randomly, and I've seen them multiple times. Yeah. You know, it really is strange when I'm um, like watching it, thinking, "I can't believe this is like the new family uh, movie, and it's rated R, and it's all because of the scene with Edie McClure where he's cursing her out for at the rental car place. Yeah, you know, give me a fucking Datsun, a fucking Chevy, or whatever it is. Yeah, wipe that stupid fucking smirk off your fucking face. <laughs> it's a great scene, but yeah. that literally is the only thing that keeps us from being. PG thirteen, I guess, because they had a couple lewd things, you know, the hand between the pillows. Those thing. aren't pillows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, and that's, I mean, it's a little racy uh, for for them, but it still probably could have got a PG rating. You play with your balls a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I could imagine they just cut over that scene completely in the edited version, the the scene with Eddie McClure. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. It, it just makes it's an easy cut, actually. You know, he gets back to the rental place, and it just goes right out to when he gets outside trying to remember the guy. Uh, picks him up by his nuts. Yeah. Never seen a guy get picked up by his testicles before. <laughs> God, man, there's so many great scenes in this movie, and obviously everyone's familiar with it. I'm not going to en- educate anybody <laughs> to what's going on in this movie. We can just kind of talk about some of our favorite scenes. When he gets in that car after picking uh, the guy, he picks him up by his nuts, and he has that like real falsetto voice and everything. is <laughs> hilarious. But the scene when they're driving at night is probably that's one my, of my yeah, favorite that's scenes. That's my most memorable scene. Uh, it From the part where he gets his arms locked behind him, when he, <laughs> he throws the cigarette behind him, he locks his arms, he does that huge spin out. Oh, we just almost hit a deer. That's yeah. all. And Steve Martin's like, okay, okay. And then they get on the wrong yeah. way on the highway. Yeah. It's so funny he's when you're drunk. He's drunk. What is he, how does he know where we're going? <laughs> it's such a great, great scene, man, because when someone yells, you're going the wrong way, and the way you take it, like, how would he know where we're going? Yeah. yeah. How would he know where we're going? Exactly. And you automatically, and then when he says it again, you're going in the wrong direction. That's yeah. how he should have said it in the first place. Yeah. And it's so great when uh, Steve Martin has a realization, they look up, that scene where they go between the, the semis, and not only do they go to their skeletons, but yeah. it goes as John Candy as Satan himself. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny, my God, dude. And then they get... They get through that scene and, you know, Steve Martin's hands are like embedded into the dashboard <laughs> yeah. and John Candy is bent over the steering wheel and everything all the way until them like getting off. And uh, and there's some touching stuff in this movie. You know, yeah. it's not all like balls out kind of funny, yeah. goofy ass stuff. I mean, it takes a turn at the end yeah. when you realize, holy shit, John Candy's wife, is, spoiler if you haven't seen it, John Candy's wife is dead, yeah. you know, and he... What was his plan? I, I'm rewatching it the other day. I, I thought of that. I was like, "What was his plan? Like, yeah. he was he gonna just he went he went to Chicago, yeah. but he's got no place to go. Uh, what was he gonna do? Who knows? Yeah, I heard there was a subplot to it in that hour that was missing. Where and I'm glad they removed it. it it's a subplot that just would have it, it. It doesn't sit right with me. Is it doesn't, he gonna kill himself? Uh, no. Where Steve Martin had cheated on his wife. And oh, they had wow. like a strained relationship and he she was kind of bitching, why aren't you home with your kids and everything? Uh, or it seemed like he was a lot more endearing the without that subplot. Right, so yeah. I've got a perfect family. You know, John Candy doesn't. Yeah. And it's kind of a good dynamic with, I I could be having the per- perfect Thanksgiving with the family that I love, but I'm with this kind of loud mouth motherfucker right here. Yeah. You know, 
I knew I knew you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that scene at the beginning, the the most random scene where they get Kevin Bacon in just for what, 60 seconds maybe? They yeah. bring Kevin Bacon in for a minute or two minutes of a scene where they're, where they're running for the cab together. Oh, that's right, when yeah. They see each other. and Watch it again with the, uh, the editing that John Hughes does. They see each other. Steve Martin looks over. He sees the on light go on for the, uh, the on-duty light yeah, for the cab. cab yeah. He looks back at Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon squints his eyes, yeah. and they both, boom, they go yeah. after it. And Kevin Bacon gets slowed up, and Steve Martin. Nothing is better than Steve Martin running with shit in his arms. Yeah, oh, yeah. Steve Martin was running with his two suitcases flying and everything, and then he trips, ends up tripping over John Candy's kind suitcase? of suitcase. Yeah. Or his, uh, it was like a... What do you? What do like they call that? Trunk? A trunk. There yeah. you go. His trunk that's huge. You shouldn't be dragging it through New York. <laughs> yeah. And then realizing he stole his car and then or his cab and uh, such a great setup, man. Yeah. For great, great. It all would have just gone so differently if he caught that cab. Yeah, it really would. Movie yeah. over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what's some of your favorite stuff? I'm, obviously, you've been a fan of uh, planes, trains. Forever. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, like you said, the the interstate scene is oh, fucking so hysterical. Good, that scene when they wake up for the first time in the hotel room together. Yeah. You know, it's it's a great, and then it goes to kind of like a, a heated moment where Steve Martin just kind of he takes it too far. You know, yeah. he doesn't know this guy. He doesn't know where this guy's coming from. Right. You know, and he just goes off on him. And like, I could go through any seminar ever. And they were like, I've been with Del Griffith. Yeah. I, oh, the, the, uh, the shower curtain guy. I know yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. And he calls him like a chatty Kathy doll and everything. And yeah. And John, that's, Her- John, Kenny is legitimately hurt. That yeah, no, character he gives is a legitimately very heartfelt hurt. speech at uh, that moment. Like, and, and his you're like, eyes, oh, wow. he, he's welling up. You're like, oh my god, man. Yeah. It makes me miss John Candy because oh, dude. he he could have a lot of these actors that kind of turn to dramatic shit later in their life. Oh, man. He would have been great at that. Absolutely. You think of um, JFK. His scene in JFK is like next he level, was dude. Amazing, because you know I didn't see that until last year. Yeah. And when I saw him in that, I was like, oh fuck, what is John Candy doing yeah. here? This and is just great. playing in a, a straight character who's just sweating his ass. If you've seen the real guy that he based that on, looks just like him. Yeah, that's what you guys just said. Just fucking like yeah. him. It's insane. And I've seen him in a couple little minor. There was a movie in the seventies called Silent Partner with Elliot Gould. It was like a. Uh, a robbery scene uh, where he was... Oh, it was from Terror in the Isles when uh, oh, yeah. Christopher Plummer was dressed like Santa Claus and went and robbed the bank with Ellie right. Gould. John Candy was one of the uh, kind of co-workers at the bank. Just really? in the background. Every once in a while, they'd show him and you're like, this is so strange. That's John Candy back yeah. there, but we're not focusing on him. He's just some random worker in the background. Huh. And that happens every once in a while, and especially the, in early movies like the that. inspiration for Armed and Dangerous right there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's another great John have, Candy have, movie. We did, we did a John yeah, Candy Yeah, we did a whole John Candy yeah. film. Yeah, a big dedication to him. And uh, I, He's got so many great films, man. Oh, dude. So many great. What's your favorite John Candy film? Favorite? Man, it's so hard. Like it's so hard. Honestly, it's either Delirious or Who's Harry Crumb. Really? Yeah. And those are the random ones. That I know. Not everyone would. I know. Pick, and that's the thing is like it's a very Justin answer, right? Yeah. There. <laughs> <laughs> I love Who's Harry Crumb. That I do is too. Such a fun movie. I, I like, and I like Delirious. But there's a lot of people that are not on the Delirious. I, I, I get it. I feel like it's the, silly and it's dumb. But maybe it's, it's so another fun. another ten years that will come out as like a, a big one. Yeah. I think comedy is going to be coming back hardcore soon. I, hope so. I think it's going to swing the other way, and that, that's kind of how things work. Yeah. Where things get edgy, and then they get mild and then they get edgy again and i yeah. think that's going to come back and maybe it's i don't know if me and dave talked about this have we talked about the naked gun uh reboot 
I know me and Dave have talked about it. I think I saw something about it. Where Leslie, uh, um, the, our guy from uh, friggin', uh, what's the guy? From, oh, Jesus. Not is Leslie. It Liam Neeson? Liam Neeson. There yeah, Liam that's Neeson right. playing him. Yeah. Which I think is brilliant. That's great, People dude. are like, but well, he's not a comedy a comedian. Exactly. I mean, Leslie Nielsen wasn't a comedian. Exactly. I was like, Leslie Nielsen had done Airplane. Yeah. And, but he never played it funny. Right. He only, well, eventually, and when you got, there were certain parts in... Obviously, Naked Gun, where he did play it funny. When he's got the dildo in his hand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when he's yeah, doing that his thing. That, it was pretty funny. But the the main crust of that is he's going to play it serious, and the situation was funny. Yeah. I am, I'll be there day one I st- to see that. I still haven't seen the new Fletch. I hear good things about it, but I, I also hear... Don't even the the key to that is don't even go in thinking it's going to be anything like the other ones. It's going to be yeah. like the books. It's not going to be like uh, Chevy Chase because every time I see a review, they were like, "Well, Chevy Chase this and Chevy Chase that." It's like that's not that movie, dude. That the original Fletch and Fletch Lives were not even close to those books. I mean, by name only, from what I've heard. But right. I think it's available. I'm not sure it's available on Redbox now, but I'm pretty sure you can rent it for like five ninety nine. Maybe I'll do that on Thanksgiving. I'll watch. Uh, I'll watch uh, Confess Fletch because uh, I like John Hamm and I I like him. Uh, I think he'd be good in that role. So yeah, I, I just I definitely don't. And, see it. and a lot of it, I, I like that he put up a lot of his own money to do it. He was really intricate, uh, integral into making the movie happen. So uh, I'm kind of excited about that. So I mean, as of now, it says it's available on Showtime, Paramount Plus, Hulu. Sling. Oh, it's on Hulu? Fubu. Oh, Fubo. well, if it's on Hulu, I can definitely check it out for free because I, I have Hulu. It says premium subscription, but I, mm, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not then. It may, and that's all right. I'll pay, I'll pay the five ninety nine if yeah. that's what it is on it's on uh, It's iTunes. on Redbox for 5 bucks. Oh, it's on Redbox. Yeah. Yeah. Apple TV for 6 bucks. I've been meaning to hit up the Redbox for a couple movies that have just recently come out that I have gotten behind. Like, I still haven't seen Bullet Train. I haven't seen the new... I know, I haven't seen that I haven't either. seen the new Orphan movie uh, yeah, that I came out. That. I haven't seen Top Gun. Uh, I haven't, you know, I, I'm going to be honest, dude. I don't even know that I'm going to watch that movie. I feel like eventually I will, but it... What's funny about it is I went 25 years before yeah. seeing the original. Like, it, yeah. it, I hadn't seen it until like 2000 and something. That's yeah. when I saw the original Top right. Gun. So, I saw it in the 90s. It, and when I saw it, I was like, okay. Yeah. yeah. And I have a feeling. It never had that exactly huge impact on me. I think I might have been. What time did it? What, when did it come out? The original? The original. 85, maybe? I feel, See, like, yeah, I, I feel like Top Gun is 85, but maybe I'm wrong on that. To check it out. Yeah, I'm looking it up real quick. Um, 86. 86. So I don't know when I saw it, but I think I just, it was a great movie. I always it. was on it. HBO the yeah. t- time, and I caught a couple scenes from it, but I yeah. caught enough of it to realize that it's just some bromance type fucking movie. And if they're doing the whole, if this new one is nothing but callbacks to that. Right, yeah. And it I, looks like it. That's what I've heard. And everybody loves it. Yeah, everybody everyone does it. love it. And so I'm, I'm not putting it down, but to be honest. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to force myself to watch it. Because I'll put it like this. I couldn't go the rest of my life without seeing John Wick 4. <laughs> yeah. I can go the rest of my life or, without seeing Top Gun. Even if we just stick with Tom Cruise movies, I'm not going I'm not going to miss the next two Mission Impossible. Oh yeah, movies. absolutely. There's I'll no see those in way. the theater. I will see 100%. in the theater yeah. day 1. I'm going to go see yeah. it. I might even be able to get Dave to go see it. So that's a major thing. Right, yeah. We saw the last one. Didn't all three of us go or I know me and Dave did. Um, did you see uh, Mission Impossible with us in the theater? I don't think I did. No, I think it was it was me and Dave. I think it was because we, we went and saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, that we, was that the only movie all three of us I had thought seen? there was one other one. Maybe we did go see hmm. one of the 
Uh, I had seen it a couple times in the theater, and I liked it a lot. And yeah, this is one of those ones. Is there even a date slated for those yet? I know they're doing them at the same time. They might be done with them by now. They're doing them at the same time? Yeah, they're doing like Lord of the Rings style. They're just going to edit them separately. It's like a part one, part two. It's July 14th of next year. Okay, that's a perfect summer movie. It's perfect. And he is all about that. Uh, Tom Cruise wants to rule the summer. Damn, they have an official trailer out. Yeah, we I saw the trailer. It looks fucking great. Yeah, looks really good. See, that's the thing is like I don't even want to watch the trailer. I know I I've already the movie. I've already forgot everything about it. Yeah, and they're not gonna. They're smart enough now with trailers that, especially with those action movies, that they're not gonna reveal a whole bunch of yeah. stuff. As long I, as you see them day one when they come out, it's it's not gonna reveal anything. I stayed away from watching the John Wick Four trailer until like a week ago. The new one? Yeah. Yeah, it looks uh, good. Well, like any of them. Yeah. Like, it's, I mean, I saw the first five seconds because I'm like, oh shit, new John Wick. And then I just scrolled. Yeah. And like a week ago, I was like, all right, I got to do They're going to they're gonna branch that thing off. I hope There's already another I one. I hope they're done with like the four John Wicks and I hope they just uh, branch spend off the time universe. like into the universe. Like yeah. I think they were going to do a TV series they based are. on well, the, the, uh, the building. Oh yeah, that I would think be. that's a series that they're going to do. But they also are branching off with the girl from Blonde. Yeah, uh, I can't. can't it starts with well, and it starts with a Anna, B. It sounds like Anna de Armas, I think is her name. It sounds like ballerina, but that's not what it is. Yeah, yeah, I, um, I know what you're talking about. Which is good. I think no, that's great with him. I think I'm they should branch it. off all those people. Hell yeah, you could eat, man. If you did, you could uh, do a Lawrence, Lawrence Fishburne, Fishburne for sure. Fuck that dude, Donnie that. Yen. Uh, yeah. If if they build up that character as well as I hope they're going to do, yeah. uh, that they, they could totally branch that oh, off. I'm so excited about that. Yeah. Every year. If you're not familiar with Donnie Yen, people, check him out. Every year, there's a movie that comes out the next year, and I just keep thinking to myself, I I got to live until that. I got to live until the end of this movie. (laughs) (laughs) I feel that. I got to live until Quentin's 10th movie. I want to see what that is. I'd like to live until his 11th. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. There you go. Uh, Yeah, there's there's some good movies coming out. I was telling you before the pod that I've already got my ticket for Avatar. I've got my ticket, which I don't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. I saw the one trailer. I'm sure I'm, I'm, I'll catch a couple going to the theater for it, but I'm, I'm kind of excited going in blind with that. Yeah. Uh, it seems now more than when ever, you, you can kind of go with like December 16th. It's like in uh, three weeks or something like it, that it comes out. Because this week, um, well, I'm going to go see the menu tomorrow. So the next time we uh, talk, I'll be able to kind of give a quick review of the menu. But I hear nothing but good things about it. Yeah. Uh, then I'm going to go see that Violent Night, which just looks like a fucking blast. Yeah. Like Lacazamo as the bad guy and David Harbour as like the no-nonsense Santa, Santa Claus yeah. and everything. Actually being Santa Claus, not yeah. playing Santa Claus. Right, yeah. I, I, I'm so excited for that. And then, uh, then the Avatar movie, and then I'm guessing the the Whale comes out around that time, which I'm gonna go see, mm-hmm. even though ever, it's gonna be the most depressing movie. Yeah, I'm ever not gonna see about. that. I, I'm I'm sure it's. Gonna I'm be excited that he amazing, but I'm not gonna. I'm. He's already come out and says we all know he's gonna get nominated. Yeah, we almost can all guarantee he's gonna win. Yeah, and uh, he says he's not going to show up to yeah. the Golden Globes. Yeah, because I saw if that. you're not familiar with it, the the president of like the the foreign affairs or whoever the hell the golden globes is yeah was the guy that me tooed him oh really that's the reason he's not going oh wow. so i hope that he puts in a message maybe in I case he, he fucking does. wins and doesn't and, show up no no he won't he's yeah. already said i'm not showing up to that'd it. be they'll, great they'll deliver he, his award to him that would be great if he not only won but didn't send anyone in his place to accept it yep. and and like literally it was just him missing or a pre, would it be even better if he, he's too nice of a guy to record something and have it played yeah. like some 
derogatory yeah. thing. But I know a lot of the other people. Somebody fucking call Will Smith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'll show up for the Oscars, though. Yeah. Because I don't think that has any connection with what happened to him. Right. He'll definitely show up for the Oscars. Yeah. But for the Golden Globes, I, I would be prepared for other actors to, to call their shit out yeah. and everything. And uh, Because there's a couple people we know are going to win. Brandon Fraser will win. I would be very shocked if Key Kwan uh, doesn't win yeah. for uh, the everything. Yeah. He's winning everything else. I think he won the Saturn Award for it. So and, great to see him. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for him. There's a couple of those actors. I'm glad that good people are getting their due yeah. like recently, you know? I'm going to have to Especially, watch that movie again. Yeah, it's too long. That's I the don't problem care. with it. I'll just do it while I'm I wish my I house. didn't care. I, 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 it just, when I can see things needed to be chopped. The thing is, though, is because I, I went out and bought it. You yeah, did too. Certain right? movies. Yeah, the yeah thing I own is, it. Yeah. Is, I, you know, at home, I can watch it for a little while and I can hit pause and I can go yeah. do something else and I can come back and I can watch it, you know. There's certain movies that I don't I don't mind have three hours long. to sit down and L- watch it like ever. <laughs> Goodfellas could be an extra hour. Yeah. Casino could be an extra hour. I don't care. Yeah. I it's just more of of that. I think the type of movie that the everything, everything all or everything yeah. everywhere all at once <laughs> yeah. is I think it works better as an hour and 45 yeah. movie as, oh, it a, would, as, I, a, as a tight like hour and 45 I 100% agree people would be, people would be screaming the, yeah. the fact that it's 215 or whatever the hell it is yeah. it's, it's just a, it could easily no, be trimmed we are in total agreement with that yep. I, you know I still love it I have no problem with movies <clears throat> being over two hours but I, I like it when like with that violent night I don't know how long it is but if it's over <laughs> an hour and 40 minutes it's too fucking long oh yeah I haven't seen it yet and yeah. I already can tell you the certain movies need to be like tight yeah just like really really well <clears throat> comedy should be an hour and a half yep if you want to make it an hour and 40 that's fine let's but, go for this ride get it done be yep. on our way out Quentin Tarantino I want his movies to be three hours or even if they're not we know the director's cut will be right that's the beauty of physical media now and uh and streaming obviously is that we eventually get to see that kind of version later on now are there any other Thanksgiving movies you might like to give a shout out for the people out there listening I know two of them and those are the only two I only watch three every year yeah I mean I was gonna say the, one the, of them is the, one of the, fucking Dutch yeah man. Dutch like, if you're not familiar with Dutch and I have a feeling a lot of people aren't familiar with Dutch John Hughes I don't think he directed it I think he wrote it and maybe produced it but if you're not familiar with Dutch, it's Ed O'Neill uh, road trip movie with Ethan Embry, who is not even going by Ethan Embry in the movie. He he's under a different really? like name. I think he he later started referring to himself as Ethan Embry. I'm not sure if you looked it up what he was he was cast under, but uh, it's a great road trip movie, like the the new f- stepfather getting in uh, getting to know the bratty kid and and the adventures they get on if, if you're a fan of planes trains automobiles you'll be a fan of Dutch oh yeah it, it really is unless you're just a John Candy and unless you're Steve a Martin fucking fan. asshole <laughs> yeah and just say it <laughs> other than that really the only other Thanksgiving movie that really comes to my mind when I think Thanksgiving movies and it's a very indie movie if you're out there and you want to find an, a great indie flick that's not very popular is Pieces of April with hmm. Katie Holmes and Patricia Clarkson and uh, Katie Holmes. It's, it all takes place in like her apartment building and she's making a Thanksgiving dinner uh, at her house and she's inviting different people that are on different floors to come have Thanksgiving dinner with her. I think Patricia Clarkson is going through some mental illness or something, so there's, there's something going on there. But it, it's a very heartwarming, touching movie. I, Granted, I've only seen it like twice, and I need to rewatch it this year to remember why I liked it. But I yeah. remember leaving and thinking, hey, this was a pretty good Thanksgiving movie. I don't even know if what that... Can you name another Thanksgiving movie? I, I'm sure there's a bunch. 
Uh, if we I'll, type in Thanksgiving let's movie, let's see. see. Let's, let's see. There's got to be something. Has there been a Thanksgiving horror movie? I was just thinking about that in my well, head. Well, they had the fake one. Remember the fake one that was at during the Grindhouse films? There was like a turkey, like an evil turkey fake trailer. Remember the fake trailers that were between... Oh, uh, I didn't see the... Oh, you the, didn't see it? Yeah, because uh, that you was can only get them in the on, theater. Uh, yeah, or the special features. I think you can watch it. Oh, okay. But one of them was like the werewolves of the SS, and it was like... And they drew... Uh, like major directors directed the fake trailers. I think Edgar Wright might have directed that one. I think the turkey one that was fake on that was directed by Eli Roth, which is perfect for him. Interesting. They played like three or four trailers. That was one of the things that I'm so glad me and Dave got to do together was to go see the double feature when it was aired. Uh-huh. And we watched Planet Terror and they played the fake trailers and then we sat and watched Death Proof. And I mean, it was like a four and a half hour long fucking uh, kind of ordeal, but it was fun. You yeah, know? Oh, I bet. to see that much. Um, I mean, there's this list that I ran through the other day. Um, and I Nothing guess these, stands out. Well, these movies all kind of take place at yeah, Thanksgiving, but yeah. it's not Thanksgiving based. So, like, obviously, number one is Planes, Trains, yeah. and Automobiles. Um, then it's The Big Chill. Okay. Uh, You've Got Mail. Yeah. See, I've heard of some of those. Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. Being a big, yeah. It's, not, it's kind of wide open. If someone wanted to come out with a big Thanksgiving movie, it seems like a no-brainer. Yeah. That they would, uh, they had a, they would have a better chance than kind of competing with uh, Christmas, which I think they kind of blend together. I think a lot of people at, at Thanksgiving play Christmas movies. You know, it's kind of the start of it. Yeah. I've already watched Home Alone. <laughs> Oddly enough, so have I. Yeah, yeah. they played on TV I the other day. I watched and... Elf yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah. I just, I love Home Alone. Home Alone's on my top 250 uh, favorite movies of all time. There's actually two Christmas movies on my top 250. Home Alone huh. and, well, actually there's three. <laughs> Die Hard is technically one. <laughs> uh, and you should mention this uh, great Die Hard kind yeah. of theme present you got me. This thing's awesome, dude. It's, it's kind of a telling, it's like a night before Christmas type style kids book told like it is like it was the diehard story. Yeah. Like read one caption in there from us. So let's see when what to his wondering eyes should appear. Holy crap. There are terrorists here. <laughs> John hid under a table where no one could see and watched miss and watched Hans question. Mr. Takagi. I'm going to count to three. There will not be a four. Give me the codes to open the vault oh, door. It's so great. It's such a great present. I'm very thankful for this. And I'm, I'm very looking forward to you reading I'm this I'm going to read TikTok. this. I'm going to make a TikTok and then I'm yeah, going to read it Yeah, you definitely got to TikTok that thing. But it's such a clever, clever yeah. thing. Came up, they came with a plush kind of John McClane that, that you can... Hangs. That has like that suction cup that you can put on the window and That's everything awesome. and you can hang them. So it's, it's, yeah. it's super exciting. Uh, shit, I might just buy myself one, bud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but on my top 50, Die Hard, Home Alone, and Surviving Christmas are... And Surviving Christmas gets no love. That's the one with Ben Affleck. Yeah, Ben Affleck yeah. and James Gandolfini. And he like goes and, Chris, and pays Christina the family. Yeah. That's a good one. It's so good. It's really good. And it's racy. You know, yeah. it's not a like, uh, I mean, there's some racy stuff in that uh, mm-hmm. in that movie. Not anything that would, it might have been rated R, but it's definitely kind of a PG movie. Because remember, there's that scene where they take Catherine O'Hara's uh, face and put it on like a uh, a porn star, and the kid finds the finds it while he's surfing for porn. Oh no! And he sees his mother's face. Oh shit! Some things you can't that. forget. Yeah, he, he throws his computer down the stairs. It's so great, man. That's uh, did awesome. you hear in some uh, some movie news that Catherine O'Hara has signed on for Beetlejuice two? 
Really? Yes. Awesome. So all over the internet, man. I'm super excited about they've that. They've got to do something. I mean, they're going to get Michael Keaton, and now they have Catherine O'Hara. They, there's no way they're going to get uh, Jeffrey Jones in it uh, because, obviously, he's been majorly canceled and rightfully so. Who's Jeffrey Jones? He's the dad. You know, uh, Ed Rooney from uh Paris Really? Oh, what yeah. happened with him? He has a uh, had a little kitty porn kind no. of. No. Uh, this was a while ago, too. He was still doing Deadwood. When, when that came out Damn. too and that's why you haven't seen him in anything yeah he had a little kitty porn problem yeah, I'm not sure know. he actually did anything but uh, they caught him with a whole shitload of nasty stuff so Damn. So he's not going to be in Beetlejuice too. So they might either kill him off or do whatever. I don't know. So he's not going to be getting paid anymore. Yeah. We fixed the glitch. <laughs> we fixed the glitch. But there's obviously Winona could come back. Winona's, a, uh, I think tomorrow drops the uh, the Wednesday series on Netflix. Oh, the really? Adam's Family Wednesday series, uh-huh. which I'm super excited to see. So I I'll, might binge that soon too. Uh, but yeah, Beetlejuice 2, it's going to be exciting. That's I, awesome. I, I mean, I was on board the second day I heard Michael Keaton. And I'm assuming it's Tim Burton. And Tim Burton has not done a good movie since Big Fish. I mean, I don't know. If, I, I'm a big Tim Burton fan. Three I mean, of his movies probably are on my... There's I, three movies on my top 250 from him. Batman, Big uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, and Bat, Batman, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, and Beetlejuice are all on my top 250. But man, if you look at his uh, filmography... He hasn't done anything. He has fallen off, man. I I didn't mind. I I wasn't a huge fan, but I didn't mind the um, Alice in Wonderlands, <sighs> and I didn't mind the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I wasn't yeah. a huge fan, but yeah. I didn't mind it. You, you know, rewatch that Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. It's a difficult watch. Yeah, he's he's, he's it's too much of a character for Johnny Depp to to pull off. It, it's too annoying. You want to punch him in the head. Like, well, I mean, through the whole movie, you want to just. No one him. will ever be Gene Wilder. You that's can't, the problem. You know, and that's the thing is like the world's mind is made up. There yeah. is no other Willy Wonka. You can do whatever you want. You could, you could put me in there. Yeah, yeah. Just normal me, yeah. and and Gene Wilder will always be. It's you know, uh, it's one of those things you find yourself watching, and you're like, why am I watching this version and not the old version? The old version is 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 good enough. Son-in-law is a Thanksgiving movie. Is it now? That's true. He brings her home for Thanksgiving. Yep. I, well, I am fucking watching Son. Me and my <laughs> wife love Son-in-Law. That's a great fucking movie. And then when you watch Son-in-Law, you automatically want to watch Encino Man yep. like right afterwards. And which then you, was then you got your Brandon Fraser. Brandon Fraser. Fraser. Yep. Which now, now yep. is the time. There's a great viral Encino Man too. Oh shit! Yeah. Well, I think they're gonna do the money. I think they're gonna do the. Money I think so with too. Him. I've seen him talking about that. Recently. I, yeah. Did you see the same video about probably as I did? He, he loves the and he talks about it, He's like, like, so it lovingly. Yeah. He says I had so much fun doing those movies yeah. and I had a great time and I think he would come back with Rachel Weisz to do those fucking Fuck movies. Yeah, dude. And I would be super super excited to see it happen. Oh no! Every no one's more bankable right now than Brendan Fraser. Yeah, and he's about to earn his ticket with the, with an Oscar win, and then he'll be able to do whatever the hell he wants. And the the best thing for people to do when they do those serious roles is come right back with like a uh, a, a light hearted type thing. And I think uh, Mummy he might be able to be the one thing to kick off that Universal horror movie thing that that could never happen. Well, know? I mean, unfortunately, Tom Cruise already did it. Yeah. Well, they'll they'll ignore it. You, you watch? Think? Oh yeah, they'll they'll come out. Yeah, I mean, I guess if they just did like the month, like they could just remake it. I don't know. They could rebrand it. 
No, you know, they could just they come could up with his re-Brandon version. Rebranding Fraser. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. You need to start that hashtag going. Rebranding Fraser. Rebranding Fraser. Encino Man. Rebranding Fraser. <laughs> <laughs> the Mummy. George of the Jungle. I don't care yeah, how big he is. I want to see him swinging on that Absolutely. fucking line. <laughs> That's great. He's one of those. Uh, oh man, there's so many of his movies that could be that could uh, do well. I'm I'm glad he's he's one of those good guys that good things are happening to, and I'm glad for him. Yeah, for yeah. sure. All right, but that should be doing it for our Thanksgiving episode. What number is this, anyways? Do, oh, do we know? It's like two. It's we're it's, getting close we're to getting the two fifty. So we're gonna have an anniversary episode coming up. I'm super looking forward to our year recap. Uh, that you and me are going to do. It's yeah. going to be super fun. I'm super excited to kind of rewatch some of my favorite movies from 2022 and to talk about them and to see which one of ours overlap because we're not going to just pick what you want yeah. for your 10 and I'm going to pick what I want and it's going to be interesting to see which uh, which ones you have and which ones I have and we'll uh, we'll spend a couple minutes on each of them and it'll be a fun, fun this episode. 238 that we're doing now. No, it's got to be in the Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry, 246, 246 that we're doing now. Okay, so, uh, yeah, we have three more episodes until our big 250. So it'll be like Christmas and New Year's. Yeah, it'll be around that, and then we'll do, yeah, we'll do our uh, our year-end recap. We can do that in January. It doesn't have to be kind of squeezed in until... Uh, Hell, I think, two year, year, I think two years ago we did it in, like, mid-February. We? <laughs> yeah. Well, they released a lot of those uh, movies, too, yeah. or, or we hadn't seen any of them. I remember it was a pretty grim 2020 review. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> We're going to talk about Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> and uh, Bill and Ted. I think Bill and Ted Face the Music came out Thanks that for year. being here. Good night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. <laughs> so I'm just glad we got movies. And the movie theater did not die, as yeah. a lot of people oh, thought they man. were going to. I'm telling you, this year, where most years uh, Marvel saved the movie theater, I think this year horror movies saved the movie oh, yeah. theater. Horror movies really did. In the month of August and September, some of the biggest horror movies came out, and it really did save the uh, save the movie theaters. I went to three of them, so yeah. uh, I'm super excited uh, to talk about some of those movies and other ones that are on the list. But me and Dave will be with you next week, and I'm not sure what date one of Dave's. We're about to... We're still doing the, the Friday favorites. We're going to start transitioning to the... the Tubi Tuesdays, which is going to be super exciting because it's Tubi, it like rules the streaming. Oh, yeah. Sites now. They just got all the John Wick movies. I know. It's so crazy. I've I, watched two of them. <laughs> <laughs> what's sad about that is you have them on Blu ray. I was going to say, it, what's sad about that is I own them and I was just like, oh shit, it's on Tubi. It's I'm on just going to watch it. I don't care about the commercials. Yeah. <laughs> Gives me time to go out of the room. Yeah, exactly. I can take a piss now. Uh. Uh, very funny. Uh, but if you want to leave us a like or a comment, tell us what your favorite kind of Thanksgiving movie on Facebook. We'd appreciate that. Uh, you can check out the cool collages we have. You can also leave us a like or a comment on our two platforms, SoundCloud and iTunes. Or you can shoot us an email, fastnotefilms at gmail.com. And we will get back to you. But until next week, happy Thanksgiving. See ya. Pass the potatoes. So we're going to put an end to the Scooter Jr. Skippy Sport Tiger Booster bullshit. <laughs> We'll